Hey, you know, when I started this podcast, I had so many questions, so many questions. How I get this off the ground? Who's going to be listening to this? Who are the people that I'm going to connect with? Man, I just start scratching my head. And there was a lot of podcasters around that, you know, offered they would do this and they would do that. But it was always with a price tag. What if I introduce this to you? Something that is 100% free with ridiculous ways of how easy it is to just press a button, say a few words, bam. You say it, click it, hit the next button, add some music to it, you're live. People hearing you all over the world. They got places that you wouldn't even think they would reach out and they do this for free. Hey, let me hit you with something else. If you think that's good, 100% free, what if I told you you can make a little money? What if I told you that there's a way that they set you up with sponsors? Yes, that's what I say, sponsors that pay you that they can advertise their stuff on your podcast. They do that for you. Let, 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 let me just break this down to you. Right now, I'm getting paid for you listening to me read this to you. That's right. I'm reading it right to you. And as you're listening, ching, 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 I'm getting some money. Hey, join me on Anchor. A-N-C-H-O-R. Download it, baby. Or just go ahead to Anchor. A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Did I say dot? Yes, I did. Dot F-M. Do it. Morning tea, take a sip. Morning tea is a forum created to share one's thoughts and views to provide a thoughtful, provocative conversation to assist one to making the necessary adjustments as they cope with life's challenges. By no means does this podcast attempt to persuade you to see things as I do, just another opportunity to look at things from a different perspective. With that being said, get your glass, get your cup. Let's take a sip. Insecurities. Wow. Many of us face that. And I think one way or another, maybe people not, uh, will not want to say that they do or acknowledge that they do, but I believe all of us have insecurities. Insecurities in oneself or insecurity at work or insecurities in relationship. Just those three categories, I believe all of us can find at one time or current time we have some insecurities that fall into that place. Insecurity provides needs to be able to call on their own worth, relying on others to supply it for them. Uh, it won't help them in the long run. Sometimes we, we let our insecurities be the driving force to lead us into harm's way. We are insecure because for some reason or another, we can't see or we don't want to see the issues that set before us. I mean, it's easy for us to point out those insecurities in relationships, you know, where most time it comes from past hurt. Maybe growing up, you really liked someone or some something and they didn't return that 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 same feeling back to you or people become judgmental or had some biases against you, and instead of you just rubbing it or shaking it off, take on that Teflon kind of approach, you absorbed it in. And from that point on, you began to utilize that to bring a little emotional uh, disconnect when it comes to certain things. For example, um, everybody can't have long hair. Everybody 
don't look well with short hair, everybody's not going to be thin and everybody is not going to be um, plump. Um, some people are going to have weight problems, some are not. Some people are physically fit and some going to have some medical conditions. Some people are going to be musculars and some going to be not. Some people are going to look good in this type of outfit where others won't. But it's the problem that you have when you can't to, uh, cannot adjust to knowing that everything is not going to be perfect in your life. Everything is not going to look well on you and everything is not going to taste well to you and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think when you're able to look at a situation from another perspective and say, you know what, it's okay if I can't wear this suit. It's okay if I have to go to a bigger size. It's okay if I have to go to a smaller size. As long as I feel good about myself, I'm all right. I may not be able to date the supermodel or, or, or the male supermodel. I'm not able to embrace the finer things of life. But what I can embrace, I'm going to enjoy that and go forth with that. I'm not going to sit up there and put doubt into play. I'm not going to say, hey, what is wrong with me? Why can I not be loved in the manner that other people are talking about and celebrating? What's wrong with me that I can't get to this certain size that I was a year ago? What's wrong with me that I keep gaining weight versus losing weight? Or why is it that I keep losing weight and stop? Is there something medically wrong with me? Is there something that I need to do? Is there something that I need to fix? If, if, if becomes your new beginning statement, beginning words to your sentences. Take a sip. Think about that for a second. I think when you look at the struggle that one has, it's kind of hard for you looking at them and trying to find a rational reason for their action and then to try to coach them out of taking those actions. One thing a person that has um, insecurities they have to see themselves and they have to see themselves for who they are and what is the issue that they're running from. If you were dealing with that, I have three ways probably you can help someone that's dealing with um, insecurities. And we're going to go on and add to some other steps that I think um, as I introduce the written therapy, uh, something that I created. I think it would be great to help those that are in need. But let's look at this. If you're trying to help your, your friend, your brother, your sister, your cousin, whomever, who deals with a strong form of insecurities, have them to see themselves and start to explain what they don't like in themselves. You have to encourage them to, to help them to feel better about themselves. Have them to look at their insecurities and give them concrete evidence to their own worth. In other words, encourage them and say, you know what? If they have a, a insecurity about uh, a short hair and they're always wearing wigs and, and that nature to try to make their hair uh, long, how about telling them, you know what? You, you have the perfect shortcut. Have you ever thought about changing your cut to this? Accents your hollies, maybe put a little makeup on, or, or if it's a guy, you have short haircut. Uh, why don't you probably about put a part in it? Have you ever thought about cutting it this way? Instead of a box cut, put a filly fade in it. I, I give them other options to look at. And nine times out of 10 women who have problems with shortcuts and they, their hair doesn't grow but a certain limb, have you ever thought about trying to enhance your dress code or your if you wear makeup, put it, trying little different uh, techniques on your makeup to enhance your beauty and not put so much focus on your hairstyle or wear little um, things that you put around your hair to accent some little bows or uh, fabric that you put around your head. 
I mean, you are beautiful in yourself. When you start just looking at your imperfections, you start looking at the ugly things. But what if you start looking at yourself in the mirror and say, man, I am beautiful. Maybe if I put on a different shade of lipstick or a different eyelash or eyelids or whatever you put on to bring that beauty out, then maybe you'll be focused more on your face than the, the thought that your hair will only get to a certain length. And then they got all these beauticians out here that come with all kind of different styles for short hair. Let it be told, most women with long hair would love to have shortcuts because People are jealous of you because you have short haircut and you can, it looks well on you, maybe not in your eyes, but others it does, where you're jealous over another person or you have some insecurities about your growth of your hair and you look at their hair and say, man, if I could only have that type of hair, I can do these things. One thing you got to notice, no matter which side of the scale that you're on, first thing, why don't you work on being happy with yourself? Let's deal with being the happiness of who I am and understand there are certain things that I will not be able to accomplish because it's just not in the cards for me. I'm not going to, if, 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 if I'm looking to be seven foot and I'm at four feet, the odds of me getting there won't get there. I won't make it, but I shouldn't pick on the, the form of insecurities because I am short as a man. If I'm four feet and most the average height for man is at least five, 11 or six foot. If I'm not making that mustard, I shouldn't be insecure about that. I shouldn't take on that Napoleon uh, complex. What I should do is be happy of who I am and believe that whoever surrounds themselves is going to find joy in being me. Now, I know that there are some people that are, are hype challenged and they live their whole life happy with who they are. They're happy because they come to grips with themselves that there's nothing they can do about their growth. Where you and I sit up here and spend countless hours trying to figure out how to get taller. To the point of going up there and trying to get different devices, shoes and all this that you can run to help you jump, to jump higher or to something to help you to kind of stretch your body, to help you to get to that level. Kind of crazy. But if you got an insecurity of that, one thing you're going to do is try to do whatever you can to remove it. Well, I have a thought of how to do that. The third thing is help them to find out and address their, the root of their insecurity. Let's look at it like this. Just think of a tree. And the branches that stem out from the, the root of the tree are your insecurities. Now, you know, a tree has a whole bunch of branches, depending on what kind of tree is. But just think of all them represented insecurities. And on these branches, eventually you'll have these flowers that blossom and it shows the beauty that hides the insecurities. The flowers, I mean, the, the, the uh, leaves will, come, will continue to grow and it will mass the, the arms of the branches. So all you would do was see the beauty of the leaves, but you would not see the insecurities because they're hidden. And that's what a lot of us do. We hide behind things, the trueness of our insecurities. And we never want to get to the root of the matter. If we will all get to the trunk, to the root where it hits in the ground and realize what is the, the, the real reason that, that, that we're having these insecurities, then we could begin to grow and we could begin to separate from them. Because I'll tell you this, no matter what season you're in, there will be a time when the leaves will fall off the tree and everything that you thought was hidden will be exposed. And when it's being exposed, that's when we have our biggest concern. This is when we begin to bring those fear about because we never address the insecurities. And what we do is build more of them, more of them, more of them, just like a tree. If you cut the branch off, another one will grow. So they keep growing another new Branch will come, a new insecurity will come, and they just keep going, then they mash the whole tree, and then the leaves come and hide it over, and the same cycle starts over and over again. You can never move forward 
and get out your insecurities if you continue to feed them, if you continue to look for a reason to add to them. One of the most things, what is wrong with me? Why can't I achieve this? What did I do wrong? Woe me. All those things add to your insecurities. It supports it. But what if you ask yourself, why not me? What have I done so great to deserve this instead of what have I done so wrong to deserve it? I must be blessed because it keeps happening to me and it gives me another opportunity to overcome it. So I'm going to keep taking on this task until I find the remedy, I find the strategy, I find the plan that works that I can overcome this. If we take that positive approach to some things, I believe that we'll make a change. Now, no ways am I guaranteed that all insecurities will leave over that. But when you begin to address them, you'll start seeing some changes. So leading to uh, my next thought, take a sip. Take another. Let me explain this theory of mine. I call it the practice written therapy. Practice written therapy. All it is is where you pick up a pen and paper and you begin to write down on one side of paper your insecurities, no matter how many or how small they are. And then on the opposite side of the paper, you're going to write down or you're going to define those insecurities, what they mean to you, what and how they affect you. You do that, what they are, how they affect me and when. And then the last one is why. So you do the four W's, not how, but why. When you finish writing those down, the first one that you finish, you now started a positive move to coming out from under that authority that you have given it. So in the first step, step one, we'll call it addressing your insecurities. Write them down. By doing so, you begin the process of overcoming them while releasing the power that accompanies the issue. Now, warning, I have to tell you, there's a catch to this. Whenever you write it down and you begin to address, believe you me, those emotions that you have compressed that deal with this uh, uh, insecurities would now come forward. So you're going to be dealing with your insecurities and you're going to have to deal with the emotions that are attached to that. And sometimes that might be a lot for you. When you see it, stop there. Work on that. Wait till you can bring that under control. And before you move over to step two, step two now is to think and then talk about it. Here's where you find someone that is not judgmental. Somebody's not going to sit there and try to fix the situation for you. All they want to do is be an active listener to you as you begin to share the what, the when, and the why. You want to be able to say, when do you feel like this? Why you have given your authority over this? And where this has taken and uh, imposed you in your life. You want to sit there and address those things while talking to that individual. And you want someone that is that is open to hear you. And if, if they can, will suggest some means that you can come together later in step three and begin to strategize how to fix it. Leading to step three, this is when you begin to look deep into the mirror. You're finally able to address your insecurities. One, two, three, or whatever. You no longer want to hide behind it. You no longer want to give authority over it. You now going to stand and say, you know what? Today, I will defeat this because there is nothing wrong with me. 
I am made to be who I am and I should excel in all that I do. In other words, this is your first step for motivation, uh, motivation, speaking to yourself. You're, you're saying I'm encouraging myself that there's nothing that I can't do if I set my mind to it. If I have a problem with a mark on my face or a mole or my hair is short or my hair is long, my body's this, my body's that. I'm sitting up here and say, you know what? I'm going to start first by loving me for what I am. If I don't change nothing else about me, I'm going to love this person. And this person and I, we're going to go forth and do whatever we can do to make me, 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 me happy. When you can make yourself happy and these things start to pop up in your mind, it's easy for you to discharge of it, rebuke it, say, get out of my ear, get out of my things, because you can look in the mirror and see the beauty that you see reflecting back into it. If you can do that and not see the hidden things or those scars that you're trying to hide behind, you made a great step. Here's what I want you to do. Don't take on all of them at one time, one at a time. And then when you can look in the mirror and embrace that, then we can move on to the fourth and final step. The fourth or final step is coming to a place of awareness that changes are needed and the willingness to seek them, them, seek them out, even if it means that you need to get additional help. Additional help. I don't know whatever means you want to do it. Sometimes it's some psychological, sometimes it's some counseling, sometimes it's some, some spiritual intervention. Whatever the list that you feel that you need to help you to start loving on you, you want, you're willing to accept that. And I believe that if you go there and you, you're willing to say that I'm ready to make a change, you've already beat the first three segments of this, this teaching. And the last one is just you embracing it, moving forward, and coming up with a strategic plan how to encourage yourself, how to motivate yourself, how to reassure yourself, and how to stand on the changes. And then be able to reflect back to the things that you have overcome. That's the beauty of it. Don't let anything get that much power over you that begins to taint your views and taint your life. I do understand that you're human and there are some insecurities that all of us have. It's nothing wrong with having them as long as you can control them and they don't control you. Having uh, uh, insecurities when it comes to your mate where you're now watching them and becoming a stalker, that's not healthy for you nor him or her. You sitting back waiting that you can't even go to work because you got to rush home because you got an insecurity that he may cheat on you or she may cheat on you because somebody prior to them has cheated on you or you watch other people doing it or have an insecurity that you can't drink a glass of wine because the rest of your family has turned into alcoholics or smoke a cigarette because you might become a, a, a addicted to some other drug. I, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be careful. But don't sit up there and let that torment you. You're eating certain ways because you're too scared that you may get cancerous cells because everybody in your family had cancer cells and you want to be careful with you. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't let that be the reason why you're solely eating this this way or doing these things. Don't let the fear be the reason why you're making these changes. Because what you're going to find out, no matter how much you practice and how much you do and how much you plan, there are some things that's just going to happen in your life that you have no control over it. I'm not saying that you're going to get cancer because the rest of your family have it or any type of lung disease or addiction to anything. I'm not saying that. But there are things that life throws at you that you have to make the adjustments. And there are some things, family, that we just can't fix. Some things, they are what they are. The quicker we are able to learn the things that we can't control, we'll learn how to live through those things. We'll be able to sit back and, and go around. Look at, look at some sad things that happen to people. 
they, they were born with these different deformities and all that. But guess what? Some of them are the happiest that you run into because they realize they're still here, able to breathe and to function. They may not be able to run the track uh, or, or play basketball, or play tennis, but just be able to get up and watch the TV, go here and there. That's good enough for them. And they're happy with that. They don't have the, all these great expectations. They may have started off with it, but then they come to a realization there are some things that they just won't achieve. Doesn't mean that their life ends and that everything is going ham. They understood that, you know what? I'm going to beat this, whatever that is. You have to say, I'm going to beat these insecurities and I'm going to make a change one step at a time. So with that being said, take another sip. Drink up. Pick out one of your insecurities and make it a point before I talk to you again on the next podcast that you deal with it. Try these different steps. Try my now form practice written therapy. Write them down. Write down everything that you see. Write down how they trouble you. Pick up your pen and paper and write down things. One thing I do know, if you begin to write things down, you begin to take back control because you can see the very things that are troubling you. And if you can see it, you can eventually address it. As long as you keep it bottled up in your mind or in your thoughts, you'll never sit up there and plan or strategize how to move it. Even though you think you are, you'll sit there and put it on the back burner. But whenever you write it, it brings back to remembrance. And whenever you start addressing things, you can either make that decision to address it, to remove it, to deal with it, or you sit there and let it overcome you. Whatever choice you decide to do will be yours. But I say that you should try to defeat this. Address one thing at a time. Get it under control and go back and try again. I want to thank you for sharing your most valuable time with me. We pray that this session has provoked a thought and opened your eyes to an idea which stimulates the mind to take action. You are one of unlimited possibilities. Take advantage of all the opportunities to create a better you. Don't let anyone stop you from making changes if this is something that you desire to do. You're the controller of your own destination. Let's start to live. Have a great one.